Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. Today is Wednesday, June 17th, 2020. I'm Shannon, and I am here with Brooke, Stacy, and Amber, and we are here to look ahead to the month of July and talk about some of the books that we are most excited to read next month. So I'm going to apologize ahead of any audio irregularities. Um, this is like the third meeting that we've tried to convene tonight to record this, so Hopefully, this is not too terrible to listen to. Um, if it seems quirky, I do apologize. So before we go and actually talk about books, I want to give you the usual housekeeping information. You can find us on Twitter and on Facebook by searching Book Bistro Podcast. You can always post just on the Book Bistro timeline. Some of you have done that. I'm always so happy to see when you've published posts there. You can join our Facebook listener group where you can chat with us as well as with other podcast listeners. You can keep an eye on some of what we're reading. We usually update you each Wednesday with a look at our current reads. If you'd like to get a hold of us and social media is not really your thing, you can email us. That address is thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. And I'm going to now turn it over to Brooke, followed by Amber, then me, then Stacy. And we each have four books for you tonight, since there are fewer of us than there often are for the monthly picks episodes. So Brooke, whenever you are ready to tell us about your first book. So the first book that I'm going to talk about tonight is called The Outsider. And it's the 12th Kate Burkholder book by Linda Castillo. And it comes out on July 7th. So in this book, we have Kate's past coming back. And she has been called out to a widower's farm on, um, in the Amish country. And... While there, she discovers her friend. Um, so Adam is the widower, and he has come across a woman unconscious in a car that's stuck in a snowdrift. And the woman is Kate's former friend. Her name is Gina. And they went to school together. Um, they graduated with the Columbus PD when they were rookies and something has hap happened and they haven't really talked too much in the, in the past little while. So Gina has been accused of killing an undercover officer, but she says that this, that she didn't do it, that she's been set up by some rogue cops that are trying to, that are getting back at her because she was about to turn them in because uh, they have done something wrong. We don't, I don't know yet what they've done, but she's in hiding so Kate asks her friend John Tomasetti 
who's in a lot of the other books, to come out and help her. Well, Kate and Tom, uh, John, sorry, <laughs> Kate and John, they are running into a lot of problems. Like, nobody wants to talk. It's just this big hush-hush, big secret. Um, John's boss has actually told him that he's not to even ask questions about it whatsoever, this whole situation. So while this is happening, Kate and Gina are hiding out on Adam's farm um, because there's a killer after them now. So if you would like to know more, and I'm pretty excited about it, then check out Outsider, Kate Burkholder, number 12, by Linda Castillo, Castillo, and it comes out on July 7th. I read this this past weekend, and I really enjoyed it. I felt like parts of it dragged a little bit, but in a way that Castillo's books don't usually. But it is a very solid addition to the series. Okay, so my first book is The Last Wife by Karen Hamilton, and it comes out on July 7th. There's not a lot of information on this book. I'm not usually a huge, like, domestic thriller fan, but for some reason this one caught my eye. So there are two friends, Nina and Marie, and Nina has been diagnosed with terminal cancer. Uh, but before she dies, she asks Marie to basically, um, you know, take care of her last dying wishes. But unbeknownst to Nina, Marie has been extremely jealous of Nina and her success and her family since they met. And, you know, Marie just thinks that she can you know, integrate herself into Nina's family and, you know, do things on her terms. But what Marie doesn't know is Nina has been withholding secrets from everyone as well before she dies. So that is all of the information I know, but the synopsis made it sound really good. So I am actually really excited to read this one. And this is The Last Wife by Karen Hamilton, and it comes out on July 7th. That sounds really good. Yeah, it does. I was really surprised when you picked this. Actually. I know it's not normally my thing, but it really it grabbed my attention. So I'm pretty excited about it. And uh, I have a feeling that this will be unput downable. I think the synopsis made it sound more interesting than I did. But I feel like there should be a dum 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 at the end of the synopsis because you know it's just it's yes <laughs> yeah. So when I talk about my first pick, you may recognize something from one of the books that I talked about on our beach read episode. I apparently am very fond of books about abandoned babies. Not really sure why, but there you have it. So my first pick tonight is South of the Buttonwood Tree by Heather Weber. This comes out on July 21st, and it is set in a small town in the South. And our main character is named Blue. And all of her life, she has had this knack for finding lost objects. 
And sometimes these are kind of small objects. In fact, I think they pretty much usually are. Things like wallets or keys, um, maybe a few dollars here and there. But then one day when Blue is out and about, she comes across an abandoned child. And she has no idea who this child belongs to. And furthermore, like why whoever it belongs to would leave it just sitting in the woods by a tree. We also get to know a young woman named Sarah Grace. And the synopsis kind of leads me to believe that Sarah Grace might be this child's mother, although it doesn't actually come out and say that. So I don't know. It could be too easy. Um, but anyway, she is keeping some pretty serious secrets from people in her life. In her life. And together, she and Blue have to come to terms with things about themselves, about their families, and about their town as a whole, as the truth behind this child's identity is revealed. So I have never read anything by Heather Weber, although her 2019 release, which was uh, Midnight at the Blackbird Cafe, was on my list of things that looked really, really good. So I'm excited about this one. It is South of the Buttonwood Tree by Heather Weber, and it is coming out on July 21st. This sounds like a really good book. Yeah, I'm going to looks... have to add this to my list. Yeah, it looks super good. My ever-growing list, I swear. Yes. Yes. We aim to make your book list get bigger. So I'm going to start my first pick by asking a question posed in the synopsis of this book. If you had to start over, what would you do and who would you be? And I find that to be a question that I ask myself a lot. Hmm. And this question is posed in the synopsis of The Lost and Found Bookshop by Susan Wiggs. And this book is coming out on July 7th. Um, I've been excited about this book for a really long time. I love, love books about books and bookstores. <laughs> so that's what this book is about. So Natalie has just experienced some sort of terrible tragedy. And now she's going to take over the running of her mother's bookstore in San Francisco. But it's a beautifully derelict historic building um, that's constantly in need of repair. And what she'd like to do is sell this building because the other complication in her life um, is that she is now the caretaker for her wonderful grandfather, Andrew, who is beginning to kind of show that he is aging and she feels as though he could use some additional support like in an assisted living facility. But in order to pay for it, she has to sell the building. Well, Grandpa Andrew owns the building and he says, no, I will not sell the building. So what should she do? So Natalie moves into the studio apartment above the bookstore and follows her grandfather's wishes by hiring contractor Peach to do some repairs on the building. Yes, his name is Peach. And Peach and his young daughter, Dorothy, have started spending a significant amount of time in the store. And 
they discover some artifacts in the walls of the building and you know through through living at and working at the bookstore um, Natalie begins to learn a little bit more about herself and about maybe some hopeful possibilities for the future and this again is the lost and found bookshop by Susan Wiggs and it comes out on July 7th and please do not call me because anytime I get the opportunity to read a book about a bookshop that's all I'm going to do that day and I'm not going to talk to anyone so that's that. I'm very excited about it. It looks great. I don't believe Susan looks like better than others, but this one made me really, really excited because like you, I'm always up for a book about books or bookshops or libraries. Yeah, I loved her 2018 release, um, but I did not necessarily think her 2019 was that great. And so I feel like... Um, I hope my expectations of the 2020 release aren't too high, but I do tend to really enjoy her books and her messages from her books. So we'll see. So the next book that I'm going to talk about tonight is called Muzzled and it's the 21st Andy Carpenter book by David Rosenfeld. And it comes out on July 7th. So in Muzzled, we're back with Andy Carpenter, and he's a lawyer who really doesn't want to be a lawyer. He'd rather be hanging out at his uh, Terra Foundation, which is, a, which is a rescue for dogs, or he'd rather hang out with his family or just even just hang out with his dogs. So Andy's friend, Beth, comes to him, and she has found a stray, and Somehow, I'm not really totally sure, but somehow they discover that this dog belongs to a man who was killed in an explosion two weeks previous. Um, and I'm not really sure how we kind of go forward from there, but at some point, the man turns up alive and he asks Andy for his help because there's some things that have been happening and he's in hiding. and. He wants Andy, I'm assuming Andy's legal help. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens because Andy really doesn't like being a lawyer, as I said. So he'd rather do all these other things, but he also can't say no to somebody who's willing to put their life on the line to be with their dog. So I'm looking forward to see what happens. I'm always interested to see how Andy gets stuck doing his lawyer work. Um, so this is Muzzled. And it's Andy Carpenter, number 21, by David Rosenfeld. And it comes out on July 7th. Uh, so my second book that I would like to talk about is Fast Girls, a novel by Elise Hooper. And it comes out on July 7th. And this is a novel of the 1936 Women's Olympic team and three athletes who go to the Olympics and compete. And I'm really excited about this because, well, I was really excited until the Olympics got moved to next year, but I'm still really excited about it um, because, you know, it's historical fiction and it follows the three lives or the lives of the three athletes um, and I believe they are all in track and field, but it does not make that clear in the synopsis. One comes from a farm 
one comes from Boston, and then the third, it doesn't really say where she's from. But one of them is African American, at least one, and then, um, and it follows them and what was going on in the world during 1936, which is, you know, the Nazis were getting stronger and, you know, the Berlin Olympics were a really big deal just because of that, especially looking back. So I'm really excited to read this book. Again, it's Fast Girls, a novel by Elise Hooper, and it comes out on July 7th. I really like books about the Olympics, and I like reading books about athletes because I feel like I would love to be like them and I would love to be an athlete. I just don't have the, I guess, the desire to push myself as hard as they can. Like they almost have to push themselves to uh, such a, and keep themselves at such a high standard that I just don't think I could, I don't think I could do it. So my next book is a little bit of a piggyback off of some things that Amber was just talking about because I'm also talking about historical fiction in which we get to know three women whose lives are intertwined by one event. Except, of course, we have a very different time and a different set of circumstances. So this is The Pull of the Stars, and it is the latest novel from Emma Donahue. And Kirkus, who apparently is luckier than I am and had an early copy of this book, which I wish I did, um, is saying that this is her best novel since Room. And I am a big fan of Room, so I'm extra excited about this. So this comes out on July 21st, so we still have a little bit of time to wait, unfortunately. So this takes place in Dublin during the time of the great influenza epidemic. So some interesting parallels to the time that we're living in now with COVID-19. So this is 1918 and we are spending our time in a flu ravaged hospital in Dublin. And this hospital has a ward that they have set aside for women who are stricken with the flu while they are pregnant. So these are expectant mothers who are dealing with their pregnancies, plus everything that comes along with getting the flu in 1918. And we focus on three women, as I've said. One of them is a nurse who's worked at this hospital for quite a while and is really, really passionate about her work. We also get to know a doctor who, for some unknown reason, is running from the police. And a volunteer kind of nurse's aide who gets caught up in a long weekend drama at this hospital. So I really enjoy books about the flu, about the plague. Um, I have a really kind of unnatural obsession with books about the plague, and the flu is a pretty close second to that. So I am really excited about this book. It was actually slated to be released in 2021, and then when COVID-19 really amped up here, 
the publisher made its decision to push it forward and it is now coming out in July. So this again is The Pull of the Stars by Emma Donahue and it is coming out on July 21st. I love, oh, I, I love Emma Donahue, so I'm super excited about this book. I've, I've never, never read, read anything by her. Have you, Brooke? Me neither. I was about to no. say that. I've never Ooh. read any of her books. I have, I've had Room on my list of books to read for a really long time. Room was really good, but it gave me nightmares. Room. Oh, dear. But it was I, I um, yes. don't know why that I would still want to read something about the flu pandemic. Um, but up until um, our current pandemic started, it was an era that was very fascinating to me. Um, so maybe this will be the book that I can read to kind of get me back into historical fiction again. So we'll see. So my next book is by one of my favorite authors. And I'm so excited that she has another book coming out. Um, because I love her so much. And this is The Lost Girls of Devon by Barbara O'Neill. And it comes out on July 14th. I know. <laughs> so excited. So in this book, we have Zoe, who has not been home to visit this, the village in Devon where she grew up for many years. Um, she has a lot of deep sort of family wounds that prevent her from returning. But she finds out that a friend of hers who is now the caretaker for her grandmother has gone missing. So Zoe and her, four, sorry, Zoe and her 15-year-old daughter return to England. But Zoe returns with much trepidation because not only is she going to have to face the mother that basically kind of abandoned her at seven years old to kind of go traveling around the world. But also she has to face the ex-boyfriend that she sort of wronged many years ago. And amidst all this fraught sort of tempest of emotion, we also have another woman in the village who has vanished. And so there are mysteries and secrets both within and without that four, four generations of women will have to solve. And that's all I know about this book, but that's all I need to know. So I will be very excited to read The Lost Girls of Devon by Barbara O'Neill when it comes out on July 14th. I'm excited I for this one. Her. I know. So much. I know. So my third pick tonight is The Damned, The Beautiful, number two by Renee Adi, and it comes out on July 7th. So this book is not usually my genre. I'm not really usually a big romance girl, but this one has vampires, and it takes place in New Orleans. So these are two things that will attract me to a book. So this book has us back with... Sebastian and Celine and after what after all the things that happened in the beautiful Sebastian is cursed and his life has changed forever and that's kind of how the synopsis starts um 
the treaty between the followers and um, the brotherhood has been broken. And the life of between Celine and Sebastian is really kind of like at a rocky point. So Sebastian has lost a lot, but so is Celine. She is kind of having to try and recover from some injuries that, that she got. And she is starting to have dreams and she really doesn't know like what's happening. Like she just, she just feels kind of off. But at the same time, she doesn't realize that with what's happened so far in the series that she's kind of triggered some things to start, start happening. It's hard of hard to describe. Um, but there's some people in the shadows and they call them the forces in the shadows. Um, they're, they've been waiting for this time to happen and these things to happen. But the problem is that it's going to trigger Celine to possibly lose her life or for her to learn things that she's not really ready to learn. But at the same time, Sebastian and Celine are going to figure out that they've got to figure out whether their love is really kind of meant to be or is it going to tear them apart? So this is The Damned, The Beautiful, number two by Renee Addy, and it comes out on July 7th. Yay! Okay, my third book is The Silent Doll. Detective Ellie Reeves, book one, by Rita Heron, and it comes out on July 17th. So Penny has been kidnapped. She lies alone in the dark, tears trickling down her face with a wooden doll he carved for her in her hands. He tells her not to cry Ooh. and be a baby. Ellie Weeks and Detective Derek Fox are looking for Penny, whose parents say that she disappeared when they were having a picnic by the creek, and the only thing she left behind was a pink friendship bracelet. Derek knows that women, or excuse me, that girls go disappearing in the Appalachian Mountains with, where they are living because his sister disappeared over 20 years ago. Detective Ellie Reeves doesn't want to think that their small community is harboring someone who would take small girls because several have disappeared over the 20 years since Detective Fox's sister disappeared. And this book looks really good to me because I love books in the Appalachian Mountains. They are racing not only against the kidnapper, but also a winter storm that is coming so I'm really excited Ooh. to read this book. It comes out on July 17th. It is The Silent Dolls, Detective Ellie Reeves, book one, and it's by Rita Heron. This sounds really good. Yeah, I'm super excited. Um, I love books that have winter storms in them in July because I like winter <laughs> and it makes me feel a little cooler. 
I have read a few of Heron's pre previous books and I really like them. She knows how to write a good kind of creepy thriller um, where the setting is really atmospheric. So I'm excited for this too. Let's talk about a twisty, twisty thriller. This is the third novel from author Alice Feeney, and I really loved her first two books, so I am so excited about this. It's called His and Hers, and it comes out on July 28th. So before I tell you about the synopsis, I'm going to quote the first few lines of the sort of introduction to the blurb. So, there are always two sides to every story, yours and mine, ours and theirs, and his and hers. And this means that someone is always lying. So I don't know a ton about this book, but our main character is a woman named Anna. And Anna is really pleased with the way her life is going. She has her dream job, and she just thinks that everything for her has finally fallen into place. You kind of get the impression that before now, her life has not been great, but now things are looking up. However, it seems that some things in Anna's past are coming back to haunt her and possibly cause this new life that she's built for herself to implode. It seems that she has some connection to a spree of crimes that happened some time ago and something that's going on in the present kind of links back to those crimes. Now, I don't know what the crimes are. I don't know what her connection is with them. I also don't know why we see things from the perspective of a police detective as well. So I don't know if he thinks that Anna actually is the perpetrator of these crimes. I have no idea. Alice Feeney is a masterful writer. Um, Sometimes I Lie, which is her debut novel, was just so incredible. Um, her second one was even better, if that's possible. So I have no idea what to expect with this one, but I think it will be great. And I am so, so excited. So this is His and Hers by Alice Feeney, and it's out on July 28th. My first three books have something in common, and it's not the genre, and it's not the story. It's a word in every title. So I'm wondering if I say that my next book is called The Book of Lost Names, if anyone can figure out what that common word might be. Very good, everyone. It's lost. Aww. So every one of my books has lost in the title. So this, I'm very excited about this book. It's the Book of Lost Names, and it's by Kristen Harmel. And it comes out on July 21st. And um, Amber, take note, this is a World War II era, kind of dual timeline type deal. And so this book is about Eva. She's a semi-retired librarian in Florida. And one day she is shelving books when her eye is caught by an article in a magazine. And this article causes her to completely freeze because there's a photo of a book that Eva has not seen in 65 years. 
And it's a book that was recovered after the war. And it's been in a library in, I want to say, Berlin for all that time. And this book is where Eva herself recorded the names of Jewish children. Because what she did back during World War II, after her Jewish father was arrested, was join a resistance group where she assisted with forging new identities for Jewish children to help them leave the country. And she was assisted in these endeavors by a forger named Remy. And the two of them worked together until Remy was captured. So 65 years later, she's seeing this book for the first time. And really that's all I know about the book <laughs> is that somehow we're going to read the story of Eva from world war II era and what she did to help give these children safe passage and new identity so that they could leave um, the whole Nazi regime behind. And, you know, her endeavor to also try to keep track of who these children were in case after the war um, they were able to be re reunited with their families. So this again is the book of lost names and it's by Kristen Hermel. And I'm really excited to read about this because it's an aspect of World War II I've never read anything about. Okay. I'm so excited about this. I know. <laughs> I knew you would be. Oh, and it comes out on the 21st again. I forgot to say that again, but. I hope it doesn't make me ugly cry at work like my current book. <laughs> oh, well, I tend to find that books about children tear me up. So yeah, I, I know. It's, it's would... not a good workbook. But Kristen Hermel has, I don't know if you've read her before. She wrote yeah. a couple other. She wrote like the, the winemaker's wife. Um, and what was the other one? I just, oh gosh. Is it Till We Meet Again? That's not what it's called. Anyway, she's written like four other, the, the Room on, Room Ali oh, or something. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I have all of her books. I just haven't read them yet. Yeah, but Common this one. Problem of mine. Well, she's a little bit more of a gentle author. So I think even if there's some tragic things that happen, I think she'll write about them in a more sort of lyrical and not as um, brutal. brutal type of way. Yeah, but I'm okay. ex I've just, I've never heard of anything like this before. No, um, so I'm excited to read it. Yes. My last pick for tonight is When She Was Good, Cyrus Haven, number two, by Ro Michael Robotham, and it comes out on July 28th. So this book has us back with Cyrus and Evie. So Cyrus met Evie back in the book Good Girl, Bad Girl. Um, so in this book, um, Good Girl, Bad Girl, Evie is in a mental health um, facility, and Cyrus is her, at, well, at the start anyway, he's her psycho um, psychologist or psychiatrist. I can't totally remember. I think he's a psychiatrist. So, um, or psychologist, sorry. And he's helping her out. So she was found in a basement, um, and she doesn't remember like what happened. So some kind of tragic events happened and she doesn't remember. So in um, 
in when she was good, we're going to be finding out like what happened. And as Cyrus is looking into Evie's past, things start happening and he realizes that Evie's in danger. So Evie needs to go on the run. And while this is all happening, I guess Cyrus and Evie, they need to decide whether some secret should stay in the past or whether they should even be discovered. Um, and also if the names of some monsters should even be mentioned. So that's about all I could say. And that's really tough to do, but that's all I can say about this book. It's when she was good, Cyrus Haven, number two by Michael Robotham. And it comes out on July 28th. I really can yes. say a lot about that book. No, his stuff is kind of hard to describe, especially the books that are in a series because like, they all, all hinge on... I don't enjoy these quite as much as his um, Joe O'Loughlin books, but I'm hoping to kind of get more attached to some E as the series goes on. Okay, so my last book I'm super excited about because it's gothic. And it is The Daughters. Yes, it of, is. Yes, it is The Daughters of Boxcoat Manor. And it is by Eve Chase, and it comes out on July 21st. So in 1970, the Harrington family, the mother, the two daughters, and their live-in nanny go to Foxcoat Manor which is in the middle of, like, it's, in a, it's near a forest after their town, their house in London starts on fire. And while they are there, this, this house holds a lot of secrets and, you know, family secrets and things like that. But while they're there, the 13-year-old girl finds an abandoned baby in the woods and this brings them much happiness until a family secret devastates the family. 40 years later, Sylvie, one of the daughters, is living in London with her husband, who she doesn't like very much, and has to go back to Foxcote Manor. She decides to go back. I'm not sure if she decides to go back or if she's forced back by something and she is forced to clear up all of these family secrets. So this book has some of my favorite things, a creepy setting, a manor, a family with lots of secrets. It's multi-generational. How could you really ask for more, friends? Um, you couldn't. You couldn't, exactly. And that is The Daughters of Foxcote Manor by Eve Chase, and it comes out on July 21st. Yay. So what is it like in the last, like, two episodes of, like, tons of abandoned babies we're talking about here? This is, like, the third one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like abandoned babies and kidnapped women. I don't know how I feel about that. I, right? But I love gothic, so I'll yeah. have to check this out, too. <laughs> right. It's a disturbing trend in book bistro land. Or disturbing people who read them. I'm not oh. quite sure which. Ah. Okay. 
my last pick is a book I chose first because of its title. This is Florence Adler Swims Forever by Rachel Beanland. And I love this title because it could be like super eerie. It just sounds so mysterious and excellent. But it technically, I guess, from the synopsis, does not look all that eerie. So this is set in Atlantic City in the summer of 1934. And we are introduced to the Adler family, who every summer rent out their home to like vacationing guests to Atlantic City. And they move back to this small apartment where the husband and wife lived shortly after they were married and where they raised their two daughters. So in the summer of 1934, this happens as usual, but things get a little complicated for the Adler family. Um, one of their daughters, Fanny, is pregnant and on bed rest because her last pregnancy unfortunately ended in stillbirth. So she is doing everything she can to carry this child's term and hopefully keep it healthy. So she's on bed rest and her sister Florence has come home with the idea that she is going to eventually swim the English Channel, which seems like quite an undertaking. So in order to prepare for this, she's going to spend the summer swimming in Atlantic City and just like building up her endurance. And she's pretty sure that everything is, is going to go just the way she wants. Now, her father is very set on moving a woman from Germany into their apartment. Apparently, she fled Germany um, because of the beginnings of the unrest. Um, this is you know, quite a few years before World War II, but you see some of the tensions beginning to heat up in Germany. And so this woman has come to America and Mr. Adler has decided that she should live with them in this very small and crowded apartment. So there's all kinds of family dynamics here. It looks like um, some very difficult relationships that they're all trying to navigate. I'm just really excited. This is a debut novel and it looks so fantastic. So this is Florence Adler Swims Forever by Rachel Beanland and it comes out on July 7th and I would like it right now, please. I would like it right now without the please. <laughs> <laughs> So I got really lucky with July picks. Um, somehow four authors that I really, really love are all putting out books in the same month, which makes my life both wonderful and stressful so I can plan in which order I will be reading all of these books. So on July 14th, we will be able to read What You Wish For by Catherine Center. And... I discovered Catherine Center two years ago when How to Walk Away came out, and that book was so amazing um, that I then read basically everything that she's ever written. <laughs> so um, I'm a huge fan. And What You Wish For is about Samantha, and Samantha loves her job as a school librarian. She uh, works on an island 
and she kind of is, is in this beautiful Victorian school building. She loves the children. She loves the butterfly garden. She's just happy as can be at her little school on an island. Until, until the beloved Aww. principal, I know, right? Until the beloved principal leaves. Uh-oh. And she gets a new boss. And her new boss is none other than her unrequited crush from years ago, Duncan. Dum, dum, dum. However, he used to be a real sweet teacher. But now, as a principal, he's so focused on school safety, he tries to smother all the things that make the school special to Samantha and those who attend. And so... Samantha is going to work to change his mind on many things. And that is all I know. But this sounds like the perfect, perfect summer read. And it, again, is What You Wish For by Catherine Center. And it comes out on July 14th. Yay! It's going to be a great day for books, both the 7th and the 14th. Yes. The 7th is going to be amazing, especially. Yes. Yeah, the seventh has three of my books. Mine, yeah, two of them. So trivia that we can either include or not in the podcast. Apparently, August 4th has become the biggest release day of the whole year because so many books that have been moved because of the pandemic have been relocated to August 4th. So I have, like, no idea how anybody is going to keep track. I was thinking about it when I was uh, looking at the July books, and I was thinking, like, wow, you know, August is so full. So I'm kind of excited to do August picks next month. Me too. Do we need to just do one, like, an episode just for August 4th? I know, right? And the books of August 4th. The books of August 4th, yes. (laughs) And then uh, the rest of August for another episode. Yeah, (laughs) right. Yeah, the rest. Uh, and whatever. Yeah. Okay. So that does it for us to thank you, Brooke, to Amber, and to Stacy for bearing with all of the technical glitchiness we had tonight. Amber, it is so lovely to have you Yay. back. Yes. Thank you. Several months. Yes. I'm excited <laughs> to be back. Yes. Oh, whoa! Someone is setting off fireworks. I hope. Ooh, that's Are, because you're back on the podcast, right? Exactly. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> oh my god! My neighbors are excited. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. Oh, you know, bistro really. Um, there, people like do fireworks in its honor now. Yes. Yes. Anyway. Thanks, as always, goes out to Christine for her fantastic editing. Um, This one, I'm sure, was quite a chore. (laughs) And thanks, of course, goes out to each and every one of you who join us to hear about all the we enjoy and we hope you enjoy listening to it as well. If you would like to leave us a rating or a review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts or any other platform that you use to access the show. Not only does it tell us what you think, but it also helps other people find us when they're looking for book-related podcasts. Um, It kind of advances us in the Google algorithm. 
So I will be back next Tuesday morning with an author interview and, of course, the guide to new releases. And some number of us will be back on Friday with more bookish greatness. Take care, everybody. Thank you.